0: Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Colossians. Today is episode 601. We're looking at Colossians chapter 3, verse 22 through chapter 4, verse 1. Let's read our passage. Slaves, obey your human masters in everything. Don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but work wholeheartedly, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, Do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive a reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong he has done, and there is no favoritism. Masters, deal with your slaves justly and fairly, since you know that you too have a master in heaven. This is Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. Paul sent in this letter because the church has a problem. Church is being led astray by people saying that they need to follow certain Jewish rules, such as the dietary restrictions and the Jewish calendar. They need to practice asceticism, which is a form of self-denial, hoping to be more spiritual because of that. And they need to tap into special knowledge from heavenly beings so that they can be more spiritual based on these secrets that they'll receive by these angels. Paul's repudiating that, saying, no, what you need is Christ. Yes, you do need to be more spiritual, but the source of that is Christ and Christ alone. So he's challenged their thinking and given them some alternatives of focusing only on Christ. Now he's given us general instructions. He's been talking about the family. He talked about husband and wife relationships. And he talked about children and parent relationships. Now he's talking about slave and master relationships. So verse 22, he says, slaves obey your human masters in everything. It's the same language he used with children and parents. He said, children obey your parents in everything. So he's saying here, basically, it's the the same kind of relationship. Slaves obey your human masters in everything. Now, he told the wife to submit but the slaves are to obey. Now, who is he talking to here? He's speaking to slaves who have become followers of Christ, so Christians who are slaves. He doesn't differentiate whether your master is a Christian or not. So it's instruction for all slaves who are Christians to obey their masters, whether their masters are followers of Christ or not. He continues, don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but work wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. So the saying here is whether anybody's watching or not, do what you're supposed to do. Do your work well, not just when you're being watched, not when you're just being supervised, but everywhere knowing that God sees what you're doing. And do your tasks as you follow the Lord continues verse 23. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. He's continuing the same line of thinking here, that you're doing it as if you're doing it for the Lord, not just for your slave master, but doing it for the Lord. And the reason you're doing it is not to receive something for what you're doing, but knowing that the reward is an inheritance from God. Now, this is a little comfort. Somebody's in a bad situation, but the challenge is to take an eternal perspective on things. And say, well, that's fine, but I'm in a bad spot now, and I want the Lord to rescue me. Well, his answer is, Whatever circumstance you were in, keep your eyes on the Lord and let that drive your behavior to serve the Lord Christ. Now, verse 25, is he speaking to the slave or to the master here? For the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong he's done, and there is no favoritism. As he goes on in the first verse of chapter 4 to talk about the master, some say this is a warning to masters to not be a wrongdoer. Some say he's speaking to slaves as to don't be a wrongdoer as a slave. Or is he speaking to slaves as to where to look to for justice? I think that's the best explanation here is basically the wrongdoer would be a master mistreating a slave. And the promise here is that there will be justice. May not be in this life, but there will be justice in eternity. So if you're a slave and you're being treated poorly, you're being mistreated, you're being done wrong, well, whoever's doing you wrong will actually be subject to God's justice at some point, that God will dispense justice to everyone according to what they have done. So it's a, I think it's a promise to the slave that even if they are in a really bad situation, being badly mistreated, there will be divine retribution. There will be justice, and that justice will come from God. Then chapter 4, verse 1, he speaks to the masters. He says, masters, deal with your slaves justly and fairly, since you know that you too have a master in heaven. Now here he's speaking specifically to slave masters who are Christians, telling them to treat slaves well, treat them justly and fairly. That is, treat them with some dignity as human beings. And he puts it in perspective of, you have a master too, so you are under the authority of God. Keep that in mind as you deal with people that are under your authority. And just as the message to the slaves is whether your master is a believer or not, the message to the masters here is your slaves, whether they are believers or not. Treat them fairly and justly. Now, for situation we have a master and slave, both believers, I think the, the great place to look there would be Paul's letter to Philemon, where he said, okay, Onesimus is coming back to you as a runaway slave. Treat him as a brother in Christ. It's a fairly straightforward passage. Basically, slaves work well work wholeheartedly. Masters, treat the slaves fairly and justly. Now, for us in our situation, what does this mean to us? First off is, what does this passage say about slavery? Passages like this were used by slave owners in America to argue that God's okay with slavery. Nowhere did Paul say, that free all the slaves. So obviously, God is okay with slavery. Paul's letter to the church in Colossae was how to live as Christians in the world, and slavery is part of the way the world is. So he wasn't setting out to change society. He was setting out to change Christian behavior within that society. So he's not saying Anything for or against slavery as an institution. What he's addressing is how Christians who live in that society are to regulate their own lives. And keep in mind, chapter 4, verse 1 is pretty radical. Treat your slaves justly and fairly. That's very radical for the day. Slaves are property. Slaves can be bought and sold and abused and misused. There were some limitations on how badly you could abuse a slave, but not a lot. So the idea of treat them as people, treat them as humans, as people with dignity, no, that's a very radical thought for that society. Then the other question that comes up is, what's the applicability of this passage for us today? If we're not dealing with slaves, do we just ignore this, or are there lessons for us today? Well, there are, but we've got to be careful. Some people want to take and apply this to a work environment, word for word, essentially, substitute employee for slave. That would be wrong, because this is addressed directly to slave-master relationships. And while you may feel like a slave in your work environment, you are not. So it would be a mistake to apply this word for word to an employer-employee relationship. But there are principles that are applicable today. So, what are the takeaways for us? The lessons of this are applicable in that one is talking about a Christian response to life situation. If you're a slave, you're in a situation you can't really fix it. Now, there were in the system of slavery in, in the Roman Empire this particular time, a slave sometimes could earn money. And in certain circumstances, could maybe purchase their own freedom. So in in that respect, you might have a little bit of ability to change your situation. But by and large, you were not able to change your situation. Not able to change your circumstances. So it was more of a call to, if you're in an unpleasant, unchangeable circumstance, keep your eyes focused on God and what He is doing. Remember that you're responsible to God for how you act out in that situation. So for us, versus thinking more employee-employer relationship, it'd be more just some unchangeable life circumstances. Suppose you have some terrible handicap or, so, or life situation like that where you are very limited in what you're able to do. Well, the the lesson here is, well, do the best you can and do it for the Lord. Let others see your faith in the Lord and how you live. Part of the lesson for the slaves here was, don't besmirch the name of Christ by acting up and acting out and slacking off of your work. No, let them see Christ in you and how you live. Another is a theology of work, of work as if you're working for the Lord. Don't only work when you're being watched, but work because God sees everything you do all the time. And the last takeaway from this is the idea of equality and dignity of all people. Regardless of social setting, regardless of where people are in the, the pecking order of society, everyone has equal dignity and equality before the Lord. And we should treat people that way. We should treat people with equality and dignity when we're dealing with people. So this closes out Paul's section on dealing with households. He spoke to the husband-wife relationship, to the parent-child relationship, and to the master and slave relationship. And his primary addressing was to the one who is to submit to the other, because that's the harder position to be in. But then he did have words for the one to the other half of the relationship he spoke to wives told them submit to your husbands but then he had some words for the husbands of, and you better hold up your end of this he told the children obey your parents in everything but he said that to the parents treat your children well and look out for their well-being And then to the slaves, he said, obey your masters and everything. But then he said to the masters, treat the slaves with dignity and treat them fairly. We'll continue looking at lessons on how to live as Christians living in this world next time. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Colossians.